two right on the right side. Here's the snap, give us to Mixon, surging for the goal line. I don't know if he got it. Shaq Lawson was right there on the goal line. Ball actually comes out late as well. Eventually called it a touchdown for Joe Mixon. And in the end, the Cincinnati Bengals are off to the AFC Championship game yet again. Boy, it's kind of, we talk about all these Sooner ties as we welcome you into Hour 2 of the Plank Show. Hour 2 brought to you by Allison Insurance, 405 Seven four five two nine six eight. How about all these Norman ties? Yeah, with with Zach Taylor and George Kittle. Yeah, Kittle. Oh my goodness! How about his catch? It was incredible, and he was about to get blasted too, even though it was a corner that was waiting there to blast you. So. And if I went through the correct rabbit hole, there's plenty of Cowboys fans that are like, "Dude, will you just hit somebody?" Oh, is that with what Stefan Diggs? Yeah, it was said. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, oh, with who? With said defensive back. Oh, Diggs. Yeah, I call him Stefan Diggs. It was Trayvon Diggs. But, yeah. No, uh, literally, it's like his head was down and he missed him. He didn't even hit him. <laughs> didn't even come close. And I, probably jars the football loose, right, if he hits him? Absolutely. There's. No, I love George Kittle to death, but I don't think if he takes that shot, I don't think there's any way. Well, I mean, he's he went off his face mask, for goodness sake. I, I want to add to one more quick thing before we hit these stories, these college football stories that have been bothering me all weekend. Maybe, maybe you've heard them all, maybe not. The NFL rule about going sideways out of bounds. Oh, it was the, terrible. It's the dumbest rule. Like, I, I, I get the rule, but it's still, and I thought, because it's not the same rule in college. It's a different rule in college and in high school. It's like, you get out of bounds, you get out of bounds. And... Dallas is not driving the field and scoring a touchdown. We, we get it, but that is so ridiculous that, <laughs> I mean, they, they ran off 20 seconds. And the overdramatic referee that comes over there is like, Whoa! and you can't really fight it. Like Mike McCarthy knows, you can't because it's the rule, but it's still, it's a dumb rule. Yeah, but, I mean, it's totally against the nature of the game in that it's moment. It's like he got out of bounds. And, and here's the other part of that, too, Plank, is – you sit there and tell these guys, hey, safety, safety, safety. Right. And in a moment, a guy protects his body, and he gets punished for punished, it. Right, exactly. It's like, stop it. You didn't go forward a millimeter of an inch. There's a lot of really good things in the basketball team here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, too, that I want to get to. Oh, this is a tough spot. This is a tough spot, Josh. All right, let me get my five stories out of the way, then we'll go hoops for the next 30 minutes. We've got a... Poll that's rolling right now on Twitter.com. It's at Plank Show. Whoa. Uh, Saying's doing pretty well, I would say, early on. Which fan base should be angrier today with its team's performance on Sunday? Currently, with a little over 200 votes, Cowboys fans have a slight edge over Bills fans. And, oh, look, the great Jeff Schwartz has checked in on this. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you. Jeff writes, Bills by far. Home game, better quarterback. Well, there's a little shot at Dak Prescott. Indeed. <laughs> look, look, look at Jeff dropping strays this morning on, on Dak Prescott from this poll. And I'll quote tweet it and say, road game, worst quarterback you're facing. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cowboys should be used to it this time of year. Feel bad for Lamb. Um <laughs> Dickie Dunn writes, anyone voting 
anyone voting Dallas are typical, myopic fools of all things, Dallas Cowboys. Y'all really think Dak is a top 15 quarterback? Y'all have been scrubs in a scrub division for years. Bills, 100% of the vote. They were built to win the Super Bowl this year and were the betting favorites. Some strong opinions and arguments. Wow. Uh, and some not so nice words for Dallas at Dicky Dunn, nineteen seventy-seven. Um, isn't Dicky Dunn? Isn't that a TV character? Ah, regardless, I love the take. Keep it coming at Plank Show on Twitter at Josh on Rap. Okay, yeah, let, let's do this quickly so we can get to basketball. This weekend, I I dove into four stories and I want to add a fifth that I can't believe didn't develop at all over the weekend. Now. These are all college football related, so maybe they resonate a little bit more with with our audience than they might on a national stage, right? I mean, listen, get up and first take and undisputed and I don't know, whatever other debate shows that are out there that I don't watch. They've got fuel for the next eight months with the Cowboys. I mean, literally, they opened the show with Dak during the NBA Finals, so you know that we're going to get Dak crammed down our throat. But I feel like there's at least five college football stories that deserve somewhere in the sports pantheon. I just, I don't know why, okay? One we've talked about a lot is the exit of Oklahoma and Texas from the, S, from the Big 12 to the SEC. And when you're like, duh, Plank, we've talked about that forever. No, no, no. Where we are right now. Like, what's going on? Why is there a delay in the Big 12 schedule? Why is there... A, a delay in understanding the parameters of what this exit is going to look like. I thought Dennis Dott, and listen, I give credit where credit is due, man. I love that Red Dirt Sports dude on Twitter. He's great, or she's great. Don't know. Not here to judge. But Seems to be a he. Seems to be a he. Um, but, you know, he, he was laying out the other day just kind of how this could be a way to help supplement those other teams that gave up part of their – influx of cash to make sure that the four new schools were whole, and then lo and behold, boom, Dennis Dodd's writing an article about it, you know, and it's true. Some have said now that one of the ways to get out of this is that either Oklahoma or Texas, or both, let me see, what did Andy tell us on Friday, that Oklahoma and Texas would play four to six Big 12 non-conference games. To help recoup some of that. Exactly. Combined over the next decade. So, And those games would be Fox games. So in other words, you still have to pay an exit fee, but in lieu of that, you're you're giving inventory back. Ding, ding, ding. And maybe it's not Bedlam. Maybe it's a home-and-home with TCU. Or maybe Kansas State. Kansas State or somebody. Maybe it's one of the teams that's kind of getting hosed this year. Because I think, I think... Kansas State might be getting hosed this year, Josh. Or it's just or it just it is the way yeah. to keep Bedlam alive. But but again, I, I can't it's a big we talked about it for the start of the show on Friday, right? On the Big Twelve schedule. And I did my little investigative reporting trying to find out the why. But I think there's a bigger issue here, and I don't know I don't know why it's not more talked about. That that's story number one. Here's okay. story number two. Do you happen to catch that the uh Pac-12 was overpaid by $50 million from its TV partners. Wait, what? Yeah. Interesting story broke over the weekend. And it's 
It's literally like it never happened. According to John Wilner, who if you if you think about people who would know, John Wilner is a guy who would know since 2016 the Pac-12 has been overpaid by its TV providers, its media rights providers, to the tune of $50 million. And the distribution partner claims the overpayment is it's due. It's like, listen, we overpaid you that. Time to give us back our money, right? The Pac-12 released a statement over the weekend. Uh, Pac-12 terminated the employment of two senior executive athletic directors. The action was taken by. In other words, Pac-12 took immediate and appropriate action. This is something that apparently didn't happen under the watch of George Klaivkov, but has been an investigation that's been ongoing for a while. Now, let's be clear. There's no accusations of like a office space type of embezzlement. embezzlement here, right? It's just, hey, they overpaid. You saw they had overpaid. No one really said anything. It went right into the school's coffers. Oh, my goodness. If uh, So let's just take a moment. If you overpay the Big Ten, they're probably like, you need to check for that? I mean, honey, go get the $50 million from between the seat cushions in the Ford F-150, right? SEC, too. Try to go to the Pac-12 and say, we need our $50 million back. Can be somewhat budget crippling for all involved. But yet, did you hear anything about it over the weekend? No. It's a big story. Now, I will say, uh, a guy that I have truly started to enjoy following on Twitter is Bob Thompson. Bob Thompson's the former president at Fox. He is, uh, I believe it's at RLT Sports on Twitter. Give him a follow. He said the Pac-12 release says their auditors said the overpayment was in 2016, discovered in 2017, but nothing was done. So in other words... So in other words, they find out almost six years ago now, hey, we're we're overpaying for this. We need our money back. And it was kind of the, we got you. Don't you worry. We got you. Now, suddenly 2020, and it's like, or 2022, excuse me, and they still don't have their money. And honestly, Josh, we don't know the amount. The claim is $50 million. It could be more. Wow. So, so it's not a good look for anyone involved. Now, is it the same distribution? Has it been the same distribution partners? Apparently so. Then how was this just not easily taken care of over the past five, six years? I don't know. Everybody would just get a, less of a, a payout, right? And boom, done. You could You could easily navigate it to where everybody makes a little bit less each year. And lo and behold, over the course of five, six years, it feels like nobody even had a dent. And yet, I don't know, you get six years down the road and nothing's been done. Eventually, that chunk of change got us in the back. Third story. No one's going to talk about what's going on with Matt Weiss in Michigan right now? He gone. I mean, I understand that. I get that. But this isn't... This isn't a situation 
where you just had a guy that was fired because his offense wasn't cooking or anything of that nature. I mean, this has been one of the weirdest descriptions of a firing I've ever seen. The school's police department is investigating an allegation of computer access crimes. And that had been, by the way, since December 21st. Since December 21st. Maybe that's part of it. Of last year? Oh, this this yeah, 22, I'm sorry. Um, so they decided to terminate their co-offensive coordinator's contract. Not a grad assistant, their co-offensive coordinator. A guy who made seven figures this year. Yeah. What? Computer access crimes. So, was that payroll related? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I, I've, I've joked about this a lot. There's sometimes, in, and I don't know if you have to deal with this with Hawkeye Wire or not, but in some of my other jobs, you have to go through Workday. And I don't know if many of you have to deal with the Workday portal. It's easy. You insert your time. It's just, it replaced the old paper time sheets. And in a lot of ways, if you're a contract employee for places, it just, it makes it easier. Yeah, to a little turn. more efficient for everybody. Right. Uh, every time I go on there, there's a link that maybe I accidentally click. Where I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> My lot, you know, just because you're scrolling, you're quick, you go where you go, boom. It's like, no, no, I didn't mean to click that, and it's nothing. I don't think that's the case here. Yeah, I, don't I think- wouldn't imagine. <laughs> I, I, but it sound like it. But computer access crimes, like, what are you, what are you trying to get? What, what are you trying to get as a football coach? Access to a student's information. There you go. Uh, it, to me, it's one of it's one of two things. It's that, or it's financially related. <laughs> Right? I mean, it's got to be one of those two. But, yes. But probably it's the – I mean, there's a good chance it's the location of a student that this is predatory. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Whoa. Okay. I mean, right? I mean, when you hear computer access crimes, it's got to be financially driven or you're trying to get private information on where somebody lives – where they reside, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Here's the fourth one. And we actually talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday. But this California bill I find a little fascinating um, that involves 50% revenue share, rev share for student athletes. And, again, maybe, maybe part of it is, Josh, that – We've seen things like this before that kind of pooter out, putter out. Just next thing you know, you look at it, you're like, I I thought I remember that was a story. They they shut those pesky student-athletes down again. Right. Or or maybe people kind of look at it and go, are we really doing this again? I mean, what, what, what? They're making a lot of money as it is right now. This was actually a story that was kind of in the mix of the, the top headlines in college, but just disappeared over the weekend. So is it a is it truly that big of a story or is it one of those now that in a couple of weeks from now we look back and like, ooh, all right, this thing's blowing up a little bit. I don't know. I don't think it'll be in a couple of weeks, but it, it just as the just as this makes its way 
through the court system, whether that's two months from now, whether that's six months from now, yes, that is landmark what's going on with college athletics. And to me, that's the biggest out of any of those stories in terms of the the overall future of college athletics. So Big 12's future. Right, minus OU Texas. What does this exit look like? Are there non-conference games coming up for the Sooners against former Big 12 foes? Pac-12 getting overpaid by its TV rights partners by $50 million and refusing to do something about it for what seems like seven years, right? I mean, that's that's literally how this thing is. It's like, we discovered this, and it's like, well, it's from like six years ago. What ah, they'll forget about it. Ah. Don't worry. All that <laughs> – <laughs> that 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 pain in my chest, it'll go away. Just I'll go see the doctor. And the next thing you know, it's like you dropped out of a heart attack. Oh, and up there, fifty million. No one's gonna notice that. It's fifty million from it. You got all kinds of money. Shh! Don't tell anybody. Uh, the Matt Weiss saga in Michigan, the cow bill, and then I have a fifth that I want to get to next. Okay. Uh, Good Air Comfort Solutions text on this four zero five six five one three four three nine. But five college football stories that. I think should be bigger deals than they are. Maybe I'm asking, why aren't they bigger deals? We'll get into it next on The Ref. I I knew there was something special about him. That's what you'd get. Indeed. I finally had to shed the sweater. We That's a nice sweater, by the way. I meant yeah, to listen, mention something about that let earlier. Let me tell you something. I, I've decided for this week and this week only, I'm going to start putting together my uh, my fit for softball season, right? So this is going to be my my chill dad in cold weather situations around the hotel look. I'm, I'm break first time I've worn jeans I think in 23. Also, I wore this to church yesterday and it just happened to be sitting on the couch. It looks good. It's uh, I almost made this remark and I don't mean it in any sort of a condescending way. Go ahead, I can way. take it all. It uh, it looked like you were getting ready for like picture day or something. I was right, but literally we are cooking something in here. I honestly think, yeah, it's that, do you ever watch The Twilight Zone to serve man? And it's like, it's a cookbook! It's a cookbook! I think TJ's trying to cook us all in here. My gosh. Um, but yeah, no, I'm getting ready for softball season. You know, we got three weeks now, so let's go. Getting close. Getting very, very close. I had this moment today where I was looking at the schedule, and I'm trying to plan out, you know, to do some things on Saturday. Like I said, we went uh, we went bowling on Saturday with the girls we uh, we ate at my uh, eight year old's favorite restaurant. We went to O'Connell's and had a nice. had, yeah watch the um, watch the Chiefs game at O'Connell's. Watch the been, second half of the Chiefs game. It's been way too long since I've been over there. Do you know the one thing I constantly do when I'm at O'Connell's, Josh? Overeat. I just realized that my daughter's grilled cheese sandwich is still in my car. If you want me to bring, it. <laughs> oh beautiful. She always takes it home and never eats it. We uh we went to the farmers market this week. And are you a farmers market fan? We got to go down past. Uh, oh wait, hold on. The farmers market just right here in town. We we went in the city, but oh okay. I'm a big fan. I'm a nerdy fan of those kinds. It's of It's a easy way to spend sixty dollars. That was just. Did you just go to eat, or did you guys go do the whole? Yeah, we went to eat, and then it was hey, let's do some grocery shopping as well. Yeah, I just like. Um, let me get a couple of those eggs right there. Basically, we bought sixty two dollars. <laughs> We we bought, you know, a bunch of groceries that we may or may not have actually needed. <laughs> that, that's the whole point of going to a farmer's market, man. Oh, we got to support local. Got to support local. Dude, I love – so I don't know if they still do this in Tulsa. Not to get too off track here as we welcome you into Hour 2 of the Plank Show. We'll get to this fifth story here in two seconds, I promise. 
They used to do a farmer's market, like where they would just shut down Cherry Street on Saturday mornings. It was great. It really man. was pretty cool. That, that's the first time I've done that. Really? Yeah. Which probably shouldn't surprise you. I mean, come here. I wonder if they still do that. T-Town peeps, let me know. That was that was awesome. And it was, uh, let's see. It was usually on Saturday morning, and they would they would shut down Market Street. What am I talking about? Shut down Cherry Street, and you could walk around for a little bit. We had a good couple of hours. That was just great. I'm really just there for the desserts. <laughs> Bro, there's some desserts now. You got to go early, though. So did you guys go early, or did you go? Oh, yeah. We, we, we got in there before the, uh, the lunch crowd. <sighs> And then on Saturday night we were going to go. We were at we were at a park. We're getting ready to go to the women's basketball game, and we had an accident. We had an issue. We had a we had a clothing malfunction. Josh, Ooh. some pants got wet, not for any reasons that would involve bladder control, right? But it was very dramatic, so we had to go Spilled back. Spilled a home. drink, or we went down a slide where we didn't know there was water at the bottom of it, oh, and no. it was a very dramatic moment. The whole experience was ruined. I would like to apologize to any of you that were at, I can't remember, remember the name of the park, I think it's what, Veterans Park, over there off of um, Norman, that's right off Flood, or as my daughter says, you know, the one that's got the big cement head out in front of it. <laughs> right. It was a very dramatic. Apologize to anyone that that's scared. A couple of quick Air Comfort Solutions texts before we move on from the four stories that we talked about. Mike in Springfield writes, only a stupid criminal would attempt to access financial issues or stalk a student on a university computer. Yes, hence why he's been let go. Hence maybe what's going on right now with the... Matt Weiss saga in, in They did refer Michigan. to it as criminal, computer criminal activity, or right? Computer crime? Guy from Geyer. That sounds like the excuse I gave my wife. Well, I didn't mean to click on that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I ended up on this page. By the way, speaking of that, I finally saw the key and pill bit where the wife, the you know, the gif where he's sweating. I'd yes. never actually seen the bit where the girlfriend is like, it's so weird. I come home and my browser history is cleared every day I come home. <laughs> and that's where that bit comes from. He starts sweating. Um, that's great. $50 million unethical as you know what. <laughs> you know what? It is It is pretty wild that, and if you missed the story, the Pac-12 has been overpaid by one of its media partners to the tune of $50 million. And apparently this crime took place back in 16, and we're just, according to what Bob Thompson has said, we're just now starting to realize, hey, someone needs to get paid back. And maybe part of that is, Josh, said media partner is, we ain't doing business with you anymore. So, you know, this, this could easily be something where we can negotiate, aid it into a new contract, but, bro, we overpaid you. And I, I don't know how you feel. Whenever I call anywhere, direct uh, any any entity that I consume, if it's DirecTV, Verizon, let me think who else I consume, uh, I, OEC Fiber, I'm trying to make sure I take care of all the good people, Christian Brothers who just checked my car out for me the other day. I mean, if any of those entities had overpaid me, I'm pretty sure – that I would want to get repaid in actual cash. <laughs> yeah, not IOUs. In, instead of, hey, man, no, listen, we'll do your next. Now, maybe Christian Brothers might be like, you know what? That's actually not a bad idea. Let me bring you my brakes fixed. 
But $50 million and no one ever did anything about it? Well, here's the thing. $50 million is a jarring number, right? But in the grand scheme of these TV deals, Plank, that is $4.16 million per school, okay? Right. Divided 12 ways. So over the course of four or five years, I mean, you can make that to where it's less than a million dollars right. each year that you're giving back because you were overpaid. But when you flat out ignore it, okay, well, then, yeah, it's still that big $50 million. By the way, thank you to all the Tulsa peeps. They no longer shut down Cherry Street for the farmer's market. They don't They do not do that anymore. But it's at uh, Whittier Square. So I might – I love – John Klein would always talk about the breakfast burritos that you could get there. At the farmer's market? Oh, I went, and it was so good. And then you end up, oh, well, look, they got some ice cream over there. And, honey, we definitely need those radishes. You're like, I've never eaten radishes in my life, but the person's real nice at selling them. Yeah, we, you know, we, my, my girlfriend got suckered in. She got hey, like, the make-it-yourself kombucha starter kit. I'm like, you're not how'd making it How'd it go? How'd it go? Have, has she tried it yet? I'm no. a big kombucha guy. No, no, okay. She, I don't know. Maybe she'll do well. I well just, one other side note. There is probably a time here soon where Plank Farms could be at a at a farmer's <laughs> market near you with the way awesome. things are going. I would love that. Uh, Brian with a Y in Tulsa. Them missing that much money is like me doing a math problem. Of course they're going to miss a number there. I, at some point you have to realize that people are going to say, oh, yeah, we're missing this money. Here's the fifth story. All right, here's the final story. Then we'll move on. We'll get back to the NFL. Fifth and final story. Why are we not talking more about the Jalen Rashada saga? Not just – I feel like in the it's an old story now, but – It's only been like a tidbit. To me, this has, I'm going to be real dramatic here. I'm going to be very extra, so I'm warning you now. This could challenge letter of intent laws or rules, I guess I should say. This could challenge everything. I mean, for those that aren't familiar, Jane Rashada, a pretty good quarterback. I don't think he's at near the Jackson Arnold level. Obviously not of some guys, but currently in college. But he's a very, very highly touted recruit. He's not up there with the superstars. I already said Jackson, Malachi Nelson, I guess I mentioned. He's not Arch Manning level conversation. But apparently in a battle for his services, Miami, Florida, one of the Florida collectives, to contract with him where he could earn Josh up to $13 million. Now, as y'all know, I have one theory and one philosophy whenever it comes to these types of conversations around NIL deals. Immediately divide by two, maybe even more. But we apparently have visual proof that it was up to 13 mil that this collective had promised him. And he signed with the collective on the line and then signed his letter of intent and sent it in. But lo and behold, we find out literally a couple of days after signing day, yeah, this deal is, its foundation is on quicksand. You know, there's it's not there. There's not a $13 million deal there for him, which again, in a lot of these pursuits for recruits, I would say more than half of these quote-unquote big money deals end up being just that, a bunch of BS, and it's not really there. Now I have not I'm I'm so overly educated on this. Go ahead. Okay, so I've not totally dove into the weeds on this. Wasn't 
wasn't there supposed to be some sort of quote-unquote signing bonus for him? Isn't that where the frustration stems from? Well, yeah, no, it was just in general. It was a whole deal in general that it was going to be in upwards of $13 million that was going to be his. So did Rashada and his camp not understand that it was incentive-based to some It wasn't incentive-based. It was just a payment. It was just he was going to get this amount of money uh, each year. And basically... Check didn't clear. Not only did the check not clear, as the process went through, people were like, bro, there, you don't... You don't have the right to offer up this kind of money. This isn't this isn't a situation where you can actually make this happen. The Gator Collective on its own. I don't know if they were again another rabbit hole. I don't know what the ROI is on this. Like in other words, if you're this Florida Gator Collective, you're like, we'll show you Miami. Jaden Rashada, you come here, we'll give you $13 million. You're bidding against yourself. And what are you really going to prove? What if this guy sucks? I mean, sure, he's good, right? Yeah, it'd be nice to spend $13 million on 20 players. Rashada had signed the deal, looked set to be a, a Florida Gator. However, um, the best explanation was the NIL, NIL deal fell through. And to back the Rashada family side up, they sent copies of the transcript or of the agreement, Josh, to the, uh, I think it was G. Allen Taylor, who covers Florida. Andy Staples had seen it, among others. And he was like, dude, it's legit. He's like, that's what they were offering him. So here's my point. Is, is this now – going to end up be a, being a situation to where, number one, I mean, if I'm Florida, if I'm Florida, if I'm just Gator football, I might be I might be kind of screaming bloody murder to the NCAA and saying, hey, this is why you have to allow us to have conversations with our collectives. Play play the victims. Like, listen, we want Jaden Rashada to be our quarterback, but, you know, now we're hosed from having that because of a rogue deal one of our collectives made. So, you've got to adjust those rules so we don't look stupid. The other side of it is, I mean, if 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 he goes somewhere else and they have an NIL offer on the plate, why would he ever sign a letter of intent? Does this now challenge the LOI even more? And I guess the third part of this is, why are we paying for guys to come to our school? Why not reward those who have been there? If you're going to spend $13 million dollars, on a quarterback coming in, why look what Florida State has done. What Florida State do? Florida State has used its NIL to keep guys on campus. I think Oklahoma's doing the same thing too. Or attempting to. Trying to. You're there's certain times. If a quarterback's gonna be a top ten pick, mm, gone. It, unless you've got this bogus NIL deal from Florida, he probably gone. Well, how about Michigan with Blake Corum? Sure. Now, injury probably helped that, but don't kid yourself and think that name, image, likeness wasn't a convincing factor as well. Sure it was. Absolutely it was. So I'm just saying, I think that there are more levels to this than just, huh, 
Florida screwed up. I think that there is a lot of it. I mean, they can say the deal is null and void, but if you have it signed off, I mean, is this thing going to end up in court? How far do you want to push it? What if Jaden Rashada gets hurt? What if something happens where he's, you know, not the player that we thought he was going to be? I mean, it's just that this is, this is crazy. And I'll tell you what, too, when things start going south for Florida, if they do, it's an even worse look for a, for a coach who apparently and allegedly, Josh, is not supposed to have anything to do with any of this. But it's like, look, he offered $13 million, can't even get a guy to sign with him. I mean, that, those are the types of things that come with this, even when it's not a correct take. It's just, it's a mess, man. It is. It's a nice reminder to everybody else that maybe it's okay to reward guys, again, that have been on campus or wait a little bit on the name, image, likeness side. I'm here to tell you right now. I'm here to tell you right now. I think this is going to end up being another step in the process in trying to continue to make this process a little bit less about who's coming in and who's on campus. I I'm a, I, I know we're home. I know I'm a homer. But I think what Oklahoma's doing with its collective right now, pretty smart. Hey, if you're a football player, here's what you're getting paid. Now, I don't know what that number is. If you're a salt, here's what you're getting. At, but I think that's a smart way to do it. Flat across the board, and if you can earn more, earn more. When you get here, here's some of the opportunities in front of you. Hey, what what do you want to do? I'm going to use a name that didn't come here. What do you want to do, David Hicks? I hear you like welding. Well, you know what? Here's some things we could do that might help to further that passion of yours, right? Uh, Peyton Bowen, pumped you here, dude. Listen, um, we were thinking about you being involved in a a campaign for, I don't know, Rudy's Country Store and Barbecue. It's just all these different things that could open themselves up for you. But I'll tell you right now, Josh, it is it is pretty, pretty fascinating to see where we are whenever you have a story about it. Well, it's already 42. About a freshman coming in and having a $13 million offer. That's not going to play in a locker room. Yeah. And, and then even more so, it completely implies. It also shows us that, look, the, the market is not that. Love it. Quick break. When we come back, your text next on the ref. I've right, got a hustle here. I'm sorry. I just, the Jalen Rashada situation has so many tentacles and arms to it that I was really surprised it didn't become a, a bigger story throughout the week. And again, you know, listen, we're in NFL season. ESPN's not, they barely talk about college football anyway. Fox Sports 1, I don't, I don't even watch their debate shows, so I wouldn't know. Well, and I think because of the name image likeness element to it it feels a little bit he said she said to some people couple of quick texts under nil rights to the 405 would a collective be allowed to have a sooner con slash sooner fan day at the convention center where the players can get booths sell merch and someone could pay a hundred dollars for their 10 year old to catch a pass from dg autographs etc bro you you might have just come up with a billion dollar idea. So we used to have, we used to have um, meet the Sooners. Well, no, 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 no. What am I trying to say? They still have them, and I've completely just not tour stops. God, caravan. Thank you. And so I want to say one of the first years I moved down here, they were kind of trying to reimagine 
the these a reimagine or reimage anyway they reimagined the caravan and we did this really cool event which basically took over one of the Oklahoma City Expo buildings and it was really fun the Sooner Vision truck was out there kids got a chance to kind of sit on the the table and do TV reporting there are autographs being signed and then you know Toby did the the rally of the troops and I think Bob spoke and Josie spoke. I like your idea, man. But then again, if it's a collective thing, obviously I don't I don't know if it could be university related or not. Well, maybe it could now. I don't know. I love that idea though. I really do. Um from the 405. Back in the day, freshmen weren't even eligible to play. What if NIL was set up that way? The way you can't play a <clears throat> The way you can't pay a player to come to your school and you entice players to prove they are worth it. Well, first of all, we're not in a world where you know, Blue Al Cinder is not going to play his freshman year, right? I mean, this is not going back. I, mean, I feel like we're talking black and white TV whenever we're getting into that world, but I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I um, I don't know, dude. It's... It's a, it's a fair question just from the perspective of, you know, if we're going to have these quote-unquote signing bonuses like you brought up or here's what your NIL deal is right now, I mean, I, I feel like in college, and I again, I'm all for everybody, everybody getting paid. I want everyone to get paid. But I also think there needs to be a rhyme and reason to it. How much money okay, let's let's give three names. All right. Three quarterbacks. And two of them have sooner ties. How much money would a DJ Uyungalale, a Spencer Rattler, and a Brock Vandergriff potentially got for certain schools out there, right? Tons of money. Tons, right? It panned out. They're all at different schools. Well, Vandergriff is still at Georgia, but he's battling for his job in his third season there. Yeah, it doesn't seem like Right? Doesn't seem like he's going to win the gig. So I just, I really feel like what Oklahoma's doing and what Florida State is doing is the way to go. Now, you're, oh, listen, I'm not going to be able to say no if someone knocked on my door and said, we're going to give you $13 million to come here. I'd be like, what, what, who am I a fan of again? Right? I, guys, I do this to sell out. That's the ultimate goal for Josh and I. We're here to sell out, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, Indeed. But in the same vein, it's got to be reality in the world of college football, and that's not a reality. Um, there was one more here that I wanted to get to, but you know what? We're behind. I got to take a break. Everyone wants to talk about all of the uh, NFL news from this weekend, so let's do it next. Plus, the top five stories today, right around the corner with Josh on Plank. This is the ref. Okay, I've got a. I got to give this texture from a nine one eight a nickname, either Hoops Harry, Basketball Benny, something, because this man's on fire. So I want to read. His string of texts, and you tell me how you feel. Fire away. We are in a judgment-free zone. We're like Planet Fitness. Even though the funniest story I saw this weekend was where they arrested a man for working out naked in a Planet Fitness, and his response was, I thought this was a judgment-free zone. <laughs> he may have been on crack. I'll have to double-check I thought this was America. Is this it's not America? America? I thought this was America. I thought this was America. Where is Benny S.? He was supposed to be a starter of some sort. Is he hurt? Or did Moser speak too quick about him being a factor off the bench? Not done. 
Well, the Lady Sooners might play a short lineup, but they make up for it with the big shots and can come through in the clutch last minutes of the game. Ten double-digit comeback wins now in the last, uh, well, in the Jitty Baranchek era. Amazing. Really? Ten already. Dang, man. That's pretty awesome. I'm going with them to Austin on Wednesday. So, let's Hopefully go. it's good. A good wedness day. Hopefully the weather cooperates with us. Yeah, Tuesday um, could get dicey. From the 918. Continued. I think there's too much hype for Scherf. He's good. Where he transferred from, though. He's, or, he's good. Where he transferred from, but he's playing with the big boys now. And it's a lot more physical. Scherf plays soft, doesn't get down and dirty, so to speak. He's not done. I'll trade Scherf for Harmon anytime. No offense, Scherf, but the harm could smoke. <laughs> the harm. What a great nickname. The harm could smoke you one-on-one. By the way, uh, Oklahoma beat Texas Tech in Lubbock, where Harmon is. Bench Scherf for one half. He seems to be a half-game player. Can't do a whole game. He's non-productive. Gives up more points than he makes. Coach Moe doesn't have a whole lot of excuses for their loss, but he does not make solutions either something's got to give moser needs some muscle on the floor doesn't he have a strength coach one two three four <laughs> five six seven seven texts over the first two hours of the show out of frustration for my man basketball benny hoops harry body by bryce bryce dobbs one of the best strength guys in this in and league. i think he's right so. they need better pigs and they need better guards <laughs> you figured it out All right, quick break. Top five stories of the day next right here on The Ref.